This is Jason Kristoff for Podcast 81. It is January 26, 2020, and today we'll talk about the role of nutrition on self-sabotage. Now, when someone has poor nutrition, their body's definitely going to tell them that they're doing something wrong. As we've discussed before, the body is a walking lie detector and its job is to give you feedback about how you're navigating your life in regards to your emotional well-being and your physical health. Because your body is a lie detector, if you put in foods that are dangerous or in contravention or in contradiction to your lifespan, your lie detector will go off and give you headaches. Hold on, folks. I got to turn my phone off. It's got it's popping like popcorn. Hold on a second. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> and your lie detector, as I was referring to, will definitely give you the signals you're supposed to use to navigate your life successfully. So if you're eating poison, using your mouth as a garbage compactor or a garbage disposal unit, the body says, okay, uh, he doesn't know or she doesn't know. We're going to give that person a headache, a migraine. We're going to give them some acne. We're going to give them some bloated belly, some smelly gas, some diarrhea. We're going to give them bloating around the waist, bad muscle tone, lower IQ, bad temper control, the penis might not work, the vagina might not work, the reproductive organs aren't working. There's a whole hierarchy. There's like a, a disease ladder. And when you offend the lie detector, it sort of reflects the legal system where the first infractions are merely slaps on the hand or warnings, verbal warnings, and then it gets into fines jail time and then there's the death sentence that's what happens to people who don't use their lie detector properly now saying that and given this talk is about how bad nutrition affects your self-sabotage self-sabotage is all about ignoring the signals from your walking lie detector that you are off the beaten path and the reason Most people will ignore the massive weight gain and will ignore the diarrhea or ignore the diabetes or the migraines or the low muscle tone, water retention, cellulite, whatever disease ailments the lie detector wants to push. Now, the reason the average person ignores the signals of their lie detector and literally lives in their body when their body's chaotic and it's pain-filled and it doesn't feel good and they're depressed and dysfunctional and disoriented the reason that they would live there even though the way the body's designed it's designed to give you pain so that you react and go in the other direction the people who rule us know that the general design of the lie detector to avoid pain and to seek pleasure can be overridden because there's this other part of the body called the subconscious mind. Now, we've talked about that quite a bit during many of these podcasts. The subconscious mind 
is all about fitting in. It's and it has no way to process pain or recognize pleasure or or anything like that. The subconscious mind has its own its own gig going on, and it's merely obsessed with going along to get along, fitting in, emulating, mirroring, and mimicking what everybody else is doing, even if it becomes painful, even if it guarantees your death, like a kamikaze pilot. Let's take an example. We'll back out of this conversation for a sec. Take a kamikaze pilot. The kamikaze pilot probably started as a young 16-year-old male in Tokyo, walking to get groceries, walking by the town square when they're 16. Now, if I don't know if everybody knows what a kamikaze pilot is, kamikaze pilot is a pilot in World War II Japan that would drive a, a loaded, bomb-laden fighter, you know, propeller plane into an en enemy warship, killing as many people as possible, including themselves. And how you produce kamikaze pilots is hacking this subconscious part of the brain that wants to fit in without measuring or assessing the, the happiness or the disaster that comes along with fitting in and mirroring and going along to get along. So again, you potentially have the 16-year-old Japanese male going to the grocery store daily with their with their mother or father, crossing the town square, and the subconscious mind really picks up on the town square ceremonies that are adorning the current kamikaze pilots with the bonsai bandana and um, really coding them with positive emotion, group approval. The subconscious mind loves group approval and positive emotions and acceptance and security and survival. The subconscious brain is obsessed with the group because the group usually, usually represents a greater chance of survival, a greater chance of security, and a greater chance that you're going to pro, you know, propel your genes into the future. And you can see the flaw in the system is that the subconscious mind is really attracted to the, the favored behavior and, and the group positive reinforcement to the person the subconscious mind is easily tricked and it goes and participates in something that does give group behavior but it ends the life of the organism that was, a, that was obsessed with the group behavior. So you're accepted by the group but you're dead and that's a pretty big flaw in the human behavior system. So it, it is not uncommon, especially for the people that rule us through behavior modification psychology, for someone to be staying in that pain zone and staying there because it actually makes them more accepted by the herd. It helps them fit in more and helps them blend in more. Again, this part of the brain can make sure you ignore all the pain and if fitting in makes you overweight or fitting in makes you poor or fitting in makes you miserable or depressed or disoriented or lacking abundance or always in perpetual misery if by doing so you fit in with the crowd 
basically, you, yes, your subconscious mind will push you there as an absolute guarantee. So you can see, yes, we're sort of hardwired in a way to avoid pain and to seek pleasure, but also in another way, if we get signals from our environment that being overweight or being sick can make us fit in and, and make us more like the majority, then we will pursue that behavior to our own demise, even though by doing so we will die early, we'll be absolutely miserable, we'll, all our dreams are vaporized into dandelion fluff. The subconscious mind has no problem doing that and it is in control of 93 to 97% of our behavior. So nutrition in regards to self-sabotage can sometimes be summed up in a very simple way where a lot of people have poor nutrition because of the repetitive messaging they're getting inside from their media sources. I mean, I'll put up a an article by which it, it literally says that chocolate cake will help you lose weight if you eat it for breakfast. And if you look at the bottom of that article, and it's not uncommon. Now, am I saying there was a lot of repetitive messaging about chocolate cake for breakfast? No, because you probably haven't seen this before. But the subconscious mind is very good at picking up repetitive patterns in the environment in regards to health not being important. So just recently on the Cosmopolitan magazine had a front cover that literally said, this is healthy, and it's a very obese person hitting a yoga pose, probably she's probably close to 300 pounds, and the, the title was, this is healthy. The subconscious mind, which is always scanning the environment, looking for repetitive content, and the repetitive content is sought at a very ferocious rate because it helps the person sort of mark and identify what the majority is thinking, what they're wearing, what's the, what's the right purse to have, what's the right ideas to believe in, what's the right thing to say down at the coffee shop. That's why it's obsessed with scanning. Now, it can scan if, some, if 30 people in a day had UGG boots on, the subconscious mind would come to the conclusion in that 24-hour period that UGG boots was held by the majority and would really put some pressure on that person to go buy a pair of UGG boots. That's what advertising is about. So that's what's called a particular UGG boots is a particular. It's a particular the subconscious mind will pick up. And that's what branding is about. Nike or Puma or Under Armour, it's always getting sold to the subconscious mind. The more impressions that the subconscious mind gets, the more likely that person will be forced to behave in congruence to the herd or to the majority that represents the repetitive messages in the environment. So again, those are particulars, but patterns are picking up, yes, reading one time about the chocolate cake, and then also seeing on the front page of Cosmopolitan, a lady that's 300 pounds. I'll also put up an article that says, it literally says eating healthy is useless. And I think it was on vice.com or one of these, you know, they're heavily read, they're heavily read 
magazines or online magazines. And the reason they put out this, or they'll say coffee helps you live longer, or they'll say alcohol makes you live longer. Everybody has heard that red wine, they say red wine's healthy for you, but it's not. The studies of red wine show it causes cancer, it reduces lifespan in any amount, like for every ounce of red wine you drink, you die earlier. And that's concretely proven, causes brain damage. Even in the United Kingdom, there was a gentleman employed by the British government to investigate alcohol. He came back and he was a very, he's a high ranking official, very intelligent. And when he gave the report, he said that alcohol is the most dangerous drug on the planet because it's so widely used. It's destroying our society and we have to warn the public about it. And of course, he was uh, quickly sacked or what we call in North America fired. Fired just means set on fire. That's what, like burning at the stake, that's where that word comes from. And you can see that the subconscious mind, although the story about eating healthy is useless, is a very different story than the lady, the 300-pound lady on the front of Cosmo with the title, This is Healthy, or the government in Canada actually says that the healthy drinking guidelines for Canadians is 15 drinks per week for men and 10 drinks per week for women, even though those are very different stories on, on the surface. But if you study psychology, the impression is very important because the subconscious looks for repetitive content. And it doesn't have to be a particular, like a, like a Nike swoosh or an Under Armour. I don't even know what symbol they have, but we all know what it is. Or it doesn't have to be a particular like an Ugg boot. It can be a pattern by which being unhealthy is signaled by the environment into the subconscious mind as what the herd is doing. And this is today why there's shows like Mike and Molly. That was, a, I think it was an ABC or CBS show. We'll put up a little video clip of that and we can see Mike and Molly was a sitcom in the United States about a very obese man and a very obese woman and everybody will say well no that's just the show's reflecting reality and if you will put up the mind control documentaries at this time to show that no that's that's what they're hoping you think they're leading they lead the society because they know how to hack the subconscious brain. They know you will act out the behaviors that you are shown. And it's not only the behaviors. If the subconscious mind gets the impression that drinking alcohol makes you one of the herd or being overweight makes you one of the herd or having cancer makes you one of the herd, your body as well can make you have disease and manifest that disease in order to fit in and that's really hard for people to understand um, and there's nothing sort of given more glorification and promotion to, uh, these days than someone who's fighting a battle with cancer and this is if we go to the work of marissa peer she's a uk hypnotherapist one of the best in the world and she will definitely talk about the ability of the body to 
acquiesce to what the herd is doing. Now, the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real real life screen time and imagined thought. And we can even put up a link in the show notes of something called phantom pregnancy just to show you how powerful the internal body mechanisms are at manifesting the the repetitive themes that could be rolling through your system, either rolling through your system by repetitive thought or repetitive TV or movie content or just repetitive real life exposure, the ability of the internal body to acquiesce to repetitive messaging can be found quite clearly in something called phantom or false pregnancy. You can find it on WebMD. I'll make sure to put it up in the in the show notes. But false or phantom pregnancy is when a woman believes she's pregnant, but she's not. So we have the repetitive content. She's internally dialoguing with herself that she's pregnant. And that repetitive messaging has the same effect on her internal metabolism as repetitive content in uh, movies or TV shows. And it has the same impact of repetitive content that the person sees in real life. This is just a repetitive content example of inner dialogue. And again, the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between uh, real life, screen time, or inner dialogue. The lady believes she's pregnant, but she's not. They found her breasts enlarged. She starts gaining weight. She's cellulite water retention. Her breasts start expressing breast milk. They've even found the amniotic sac fully formed in the uterus, but without a fetus in it. So if you don't think your body is in on the repetitive messaging as its obsession with making sure that you fit in, you have to look at repetitive, you have to look at phantom pregnancy and know that your body actually literally like a genie responds to your thoughts and will manifest the the proper metabolic status to make sure you fit in. And that and if you ever heard of someone who said, I just eat, look at a piece of cake, I gain weight. If if you were a doctor, I've heard many doctors say this as well as you know, my patients trying to lose weight and by the way they're eating, there's no way that they cannot be losing weight and they're not. So really what's what's actually happening here in many cases, yes, the person's cheating and just looking for some extra attention because they've never really you know, made the proper rite of passage from child to adult. But in many cases, the person is eating properly. They're not losing the weight because the body controls the metabolism, just like in the case of phantom pregnancy. And what can happen is that the person, the, the metabolism through the signaling, through the eyes and the ears, whether it's TV shows, it's usually real life repetitive content where the people around them are overweight and sick and therefore if you come into a overweight and sick tribe as a thin and healthy person you will be rejected the subconscious mind picks up on that and will not allow the weight loss and there's certain ways to hack the subconscious brain to get over that to change its function so that it can feel confident, comfortable, and strong coming into an overweight, sick, and less abundant tribe, basically being your best self, being thin and healthy and abundant. And it takes a lot of reprogramming to get there. So the primary 
point I'm trying to make between self-sabotage and nutrition is that most people are eating poorly because of the repetitive messages they're getting from their TV shows or their movies. We'll put up a trailer we use often. It's a Zac Afron movie with Robert De Niro. It's called Dirty Grandpa. We're not even going to really put up the movie. We're only going to put up the movie trailer. It's about a two-minute trailer. And in the first minute, the first 60 seconds of the trailer, myself and some people online one time counted 13 repetitive impressions of alcohol. And of course, the repetitive impressions of immorality and unethical conduct and self-abuse and self-attack are also quite numerous. The subconscious mind would not know the difference between real life and the movie trailer or the movie Dirty Grandpa. And the subconscious mind literally logs every alcohol glass, every backdrop that has big bottles of alcohol in it. And and the immorality, the unethical conduct, and will force you to act it out. And people will act it out beyond their conscious awareness. What I will do as well, I'll put up my five, I think it was my best six mind control videos that are short, where people who know how to hack this part of the brain change people's behavior in only minutes and it baffles the person that actually they were not in control of their behavior, someone else was, and it wasn't really the person that was in control of their behavior, it was the environmental stimuli, the repetitive stimuli that you know the person who's a pro at mind hacking exhibits in front of the eyesight of these people, and then it totally hacks their behavior. And in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds, we've talked about that before when it was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds was the movie with Angela Jolie, Nicolas Cage, I believe it was 2001. And when it was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada, a movie about car theft, car theft went up 65% in the first 10 days because people generally don't know how their behavior can be modified by what they see on a repetitive basis. Even the show, The Cosby Show with Mr. Huxtable and Mrs. Huxtable was Bill Cosby. It was a nine-year run of this show. Mr. Huxtable, Bill Cosby, was an African-American medical doctor. His wife, Claire Huxtable, was an African-American lawyer. And during the nine-year run of the show, African-American enrollment in law and medical school went up 19%. They called that the Cosby effect. Humans copy what they see in very odd ways and well outside their conscious awareness. If anybody out there is having a hard time eating properly, stringing together, most people today will literally beat themselves up and use their mouth as a garbage compactor probably 50 weeks of the year. And then two weeks of the year, they stop and they think that's a big accomplishment. They might lose a little bit of weight. And then they literally can't control their own behavior, but none of us can. Even self-sabotage coaches like myself, we're not very good at controlling our own behavior because the fact of, I mean, it's a fact that we don't control our own behavior. The behavior that comes out of us is always designed to fit into the people around us or the environment in which we live in. So I do control my own behavior, but not 
from inside my body. I control my environment, what I see, what's on the walls, what I listen to, what I watch, how I think. And that gives, gives me the repetitive messaging I need to lead the life I want. I could never strong arm myself to be thin in an overweight tribe. I could never strong arm myself to be rich in a poor tribe. I could never strong arm myself to be happy in a depressed tribe. I know that that's just not the way human behavior is manufactured. Most people think it's, it's a matter of willpower and strong arming themselves and being dedicated it has absolutely nothing to do with that and if you try to strong arm yourself into doing any of this stuff to become better you will find you do it in a very short spurt and then somehow this magical force comes back and grabs you by the the collar and drags you back to what you're comfortable or what you're familiar in and you always are going to be wondering why are you familiar in such a depressing overweight disease state or why do you feel more comfortable being your worst self it's because your environment is such you know being uh, is manufactured in a way that you're getting all these repetitive messages about alcohol coffee consumption drug use and almost like socialist living <laughs> principles where you just play the victim i mean there's there's substance abuse repetitive messaging there's laziness there's victimhood there's more attention given to victims and people who give up than there are to people who succeed people who give up are portrayed as heroes people who succeed are portrayed as assholes or pricks these these are the repetitive messages coming through our screens and and if you go over the mind control documentaries you're going to see quite clearly uh, there's lots up there their primary method the people who rule us their primary method of rule or governance is to make you very messy and childlike and dependent dependence is the greatest form of control ever designed and they accomplish that knowing something that you generally don't know is that your behavior is not a matter of willpower strength or upbringing your your behavior is a solely a matter of the repetitive themes and messages and symbols and inner dialogue that you have and let in your ears and your eyes daily that's why on the back of the american one dollar bill there is an egyptian pyramid now it was the egyptians that mastered this way of controlling people through psychological manipulation and repetitive content they didn't have a tv screen they did have the town square and the government announcements and the hieroglyphs and any anything that you can use in, in the in the sight line of the people you're ruling if you make the repetitive stories ones that benefit you you will basically enslave all the other people who don't know how their their mind works so on the back of the u.s one dollar bill you'll see there's an eye with a pyramid and the eye there's light rays coming out of it because to do this programming the person has to see what the repetitive content that you want them to act out you can't program people through the eyes in the dark and that's why the eye is the main programming modality and of course the light denotes their primary weapon is light everything you see 
will be controlled by them. They'll make you see the Invictus Games when they're celebrating amputees and people that have been crippled through their false flag wars. So that's glorified. It'll make more people go in that way. And someone says, well, I get it that they're sort of glorifying the amputees that they purposely manufacture through their fake and criminal crime syndicate wars, but you're literally telling people that other people will want to be crippled in order to gather the positive reinforcement that they're handing out at, in the Invictus Games. And I'm going to tell you, absolutely, I even have a video. I have so many videos, and I'll put I'll put one up in the show notes where the, there's a lady who has perfectly functioning legs, but she's petitioning doctors to cut them off because she wants to be in a wheelchair with with no legs. So maybe this lady saw the movie with Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan, maybe born on the 4th of July. Maybe she saw some Invictus games. And she also seen some repetitive messaging in media that people who struggle will always have the doors open for them and always get this sort of positive emotional attention that functional people do not get in our society. And if you don't think that's manufactured by the people who rule us, you're not doing your homework and you're going to have to literally go back and review some of the mind control documentaries. That's what they call social engineering. It doesn't matter what ceremony is involved. If there's eyes on it and there's always positive reward for childlike dependent behavior and order following and there's always inversely attack on independence, freedom, free thinking and people who want to live independent of the system, you will get this massive migration of energy of the people seeking out the safety and security in the more celebrated and promoted group. And yes, you will produce this lady in the video that literally is trying to pay $30,000 to any doctor in the world for them to amputate her perfectly functional legs. So if you're wondering why you're sort of stuck in that zone and you can't get out, you're not happy with your weight, you're eating poorly, you know you're eating poorly, but you can't stop, go back to my six primary best videos showing mind control. And it would mean you've, your subconscious mind has been convinced through repetitive content that it's just safer to be bigger, diseased, and dysfunctional and disoriented than it is to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And there's no strong arming that's going to get you out of that. You actually, the only way out is to convince your your subconscious mind that it's safe to be thin, it's safe to be abundant, and it's safe to be um, healthy, and it's safe to be independent instead of dependent. And that's going to take a very simple process that we we master in as self-sabotage coaches show you how to decorate your environment so that your subconscious gets the repetitive content that eventually convinces it that it's going to be safe. Now, if you're looking to get any more information on this, I am having the 
I think it's only it's only about five days away. My overcoming self sabotage event that is going to focus on health, how to lose weight, how to tone up, get rid of cellulite, how to exercise, how to regain your power, how to eat right, what are healthy habits, all rotating around self sabotage and how you know how the people around us who are controlling us give us repetitive content where the chances of us being wealthy healthy and thin and vibrant are are near zero manufactured by the way to be near zero through always negative content about alcohol coffee junk food medical drugs vaccine it doesn't really matter mercury teeth fillings every there's so many ways they're attacking you normalizing poison to the fact to the point where the average person the subconscious mind has to poison itself just to fit in there's so many poisoning cues that are repetitive messages in the movies and the tv shows that we watch on a regular basis that there's no way the subconscious mind will ever ever feel comfortable being thin because everybody else is overweight it'll never feel comfortable being healthy because everybody else is diseased whether it's real life whether it's on the tv screen whether it's on the movie screen so if you're looking to overcome and learn about this process learn how to trick the subconscious mind to be healthy while living in an unhealthy tribe tricking the subconscious mind to be abundant while living in a non-abundant tribe and again no amount of willpower in my experience will ever overcome this it'll overcome it for a little while and then again that magical force will grab you by the collar and pull you back down under the water line you won't understand where the tug is coming from you don't you won't understand the magnetic attraction you have to misery even though logically you'll be like i don't want to be overweight i don't want to be sick i don't want to be depressed anymore i don't want to eat the cookies i don't want to eat the cake i don't want to eat the ice cream and by all accounts you find yourself headlong in the freezer eating the ice cream and this sort of thing has to be addressed through very specific but simple principles so if you're looking to come on this journey with myself and a couple other hundred friends I'm going to leave a note, uh, a little link in the show notes. You can come work with us, overcome your self-sabotage, learn to be healthy, and you get all kinds of other bonuses as well to start raising up your power in all aspects of your life. So today was a bit of a shorter podcast. There's more things to say about bad nutrition and how it triggers self-sabotage, even as someone like myself as a self-sabotage coach who knows these principles also know that if I reprogram myself and eat poorly, I can re-trigger myself to self-sabotage because the way poison affects my brain and that particular issue. So not only can subconscious mind control make me eat poorly, if I do get myself out of it, which I have, if I get in a situation where I eat a toxic food, product 
either by mistake or willingly, it can throw me back into a death spiral all the way back down into my old self-sabotaging habits very quickly. And that's because the body has a very particular change in brain function when we eat poorly. So not only can eating poorly be programmed into you if you happen to be uh, deprogrammed and cleaned up your mental hard drive and happened to be poisoned or put in fear, it can spiral us back down into the abyss. And I'll make sure to address that in the upcoming uh, seminar this Sunday as well. It's online for anybody in the world, two hours this Sunday, two hours the next Sunday. You'll have everything you need to know to take your power back. It's effective and it's inexpensive. You come work with me one-on-one, which is always, always a good time. I have a lot of very interesting videos to show you, and I believe you will be impressed with the results. So hope to see you there. This is Jason Christoph signing off. Have a great day.